0: Very first guest on this podcast is my good friend and longtime music collaborator Ty Callen. Ty is a producer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist, and he has started a unique approach to home recording that has been beneficial to musicians for many things like grant applications, demo recordings, and live arrangements. In this podcast, we'll get a sneak peek at one of Ty's upcoming releases that was completely self recorded, written, mixed, and produced all from his home studio. So I'm really excited to talk to him about what it takes to get into the world of kind of recording yourself, making your own demos and going from there. So I hope you enjoy our conversation and thanks for joining me on episode one. Thanks for being with me today, Ty. Thanks for being episode one, man.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me on, brother. Quick
0: little intro about about Ty. Obviously you can do it yourself, but I'll just do the quick rip through of it. Um, I'd rather you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I would write music without you, man. So, you know, if you listen to any of my stuff online, Ty does all of the bass and all of the drums. Um, but aside from that, I don't know which tracks i have to go through, but I know you play electric guitar on some of them. Whether you play it or not, you definitely, you know, help me kind of ear some melodies out or say, hey, that's kind of messing with something else. Um, and then, you know, just generally with arrangements and, and ideas, you kind of help me with everything. So it's, it's a real treat to... Get in, get into like a studio or a home recording thing and write with you. So, um, check out any of my music online, and Ty is probably on that song. <laughs> but that's not why I wanted you here today. I don't want to just talk about my music and what you do along with me. I wanted to kind of just like focus more on what you do. I know that you haven't released any of your own music yet, but you've, you're sitting on a real nice gold mine of of these really cool tracks um, that we're gonna check out. One of them later on in this podcast, but. I kind of wanted to pick your brain a bit more about like what goes into self-recording because there's definitely degrees and um you didn't go to school for any mixing or anything right
1: no no I didn't
0: how how long would you say you've been kind of like recording your yourself at home
1: well I kind of like started dipping my toes in like pretty pretty early I think I Probably with like Audacity or something like that. It's like a very bare bones. Like they had it in like on the school computers.
0: Oh man, even so, even like <laughs> Microsoft's GarageBand kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like it's it's. There's not a lot to it. Like you can record a track, and then you can put another track on top of it. That's about it. And unless there's a whole another level that I just don't know how to do, but. Damn. Yeah. So that's like the um, N64 of, uh, of your DOS. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe even Super Nintendo. So you got
0: into it like really early
1: then. Sort of, but I didn't really do much with it. I didn't like think about does this mix sound good. It was more just like, oh, I can put tracks on top of another track, and I can like almost like make my own band by myself kind of thing. And I was only really doing like trying to do like covers of songs that I liked, just to be like, oh, I can also do that. But I didn't really get into it until. Probably when we lived together on Canadore and we started kind of putting those demos together. That's
0: sort of when you kind of start doing a little more like tracking drums and, you know, actually recording a bunch of instruments into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bought a couple more mics and like, maybe, maybe YouTube, like, how do I mix? Like, it's just like something very basic like that, like thought about actually making a song sound good rather than just stacking a bunch of tracks on top of each other.
0: Right. Well, that's one of the things I was going to get into with you, where it's like you you have all of this, you realize all of this power you have in layering stuff. And I mean, you know, it's it's easy to when you see when you start playing with a band for the first time, it's it's easy for everybody to get too busy. So it's almost like you record yourself for the first few times, and you're just, throwing everything, you're just throwing anything you can on there. You're like, oh, I can throw another guitar in there. And then you listen back to it, and you're like, wow, this is way too full. And then you sort of start dipping your toes into realizing, like, how much a soundscape really shapes a song. You don't realize it as just a casual listener, how much, like, you know, oh, taking out one guitar part to really highlight the vocal there, or to, you know, adding in the bass at this point. You kind of you have to it's like practice makes perfect and i mean i know that goes for everything but with with layering it's like you got to get good at your instruments and then you also got to get good at knowing how to to do that so did you just find that was like trial and error for you you just kept just kept recording and seeing what to strip back and
1: yeah pretty much like like you said when you first start you kind of you you just get obsessed with layering and it's like cuz it's so easy to get carried away with that with like vocal harmonies and stuff too it just like every like your first verse sounds like a choir because you're just like putting so many layers on it it's like oh man that sounds awesome and then you and then you go to bed and wake up the next morning and you listen to it you're like what this, sounds, this is a this is a fucking movie soundtrack on the first verse
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't know i like toto so much <laughs> Toto's great. <laughs> so how many instruments do you play now you got guitar bass drums
1: guitar bass drums uh i'm trying to sing more and more that's my like That's my thing. I feel like I'm not good at that. I need to practice the most. Piano, I don't play. That's I need to. I want to learn that one day. That's your next one. I think so. Piano. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's tricky, man. Like, you know, looking back on when when we would first start playing music, not together or anything, just in general, it's like it takes so long to get proficient on an instrument, or at least to the point where you feel like you know, I'm not just learning a cover song. I'm not really copying a style of another band. It's like. I actually can play this instrument how I want to. And that takes quite a bit of time to actually learn how to, to do that. So, yeah, I mean, and then recording definitely. yourself with it, that's a whole other learning
1: curve too. So, I mean. You, that's when you really realize how bad you actually are. <laughs> you start to think you're pretty good and then you hear yourself and, and you're like, oh man, I have so much to, so much work to do still. Yeah, when I
0: was doing way more um, music lessons and stuff, I would try to always push the click track onto people. It's like, you think you, think you got it smooth? Now try it with this. Try it at this speed. Try it Super at that speed. Super important. Uh, people hate yeah. it. People hate hate <laughs> it. Get that yeah. get that shit out of here. I was doing it fine without that click track.
1: <laughs> I remember <laughs> the you first weren't.
0: recording, and I, I would I would always write choruses that were faster than the rest of the song, and that was something that I always did. And then we would try to accommodate, and then your chorus would have a change of BPMs, and it was just a, just a mess, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, then you're like the drummer. The drummer sucks. He can't play when the chorus happens. <laughs>
0: So how do you, like, with that being said, how do you approach um, actually, like, writing a song for yourself? So, like, what is it like for you to sit down and, you know, you you stem up this idea? Maybe you can even just talk about the song we're going to listen to uh, that's called For You. Maybe you talk about how that kind of turned from an idea to this awesome
1: okay. cool song. Um, yeah, so that one, I think I watched the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. And I was like, I want to be... I want to be Ryan Gosling, and also the music in this movie is so good. So I kind of got into that mood, like sort of, you know, like driving at night, like wearing sunglasses unnecessarily, and uh, just that sort of almost dancey vibe, like like slick and smooth kind of thing. Um, so that one started with guitar. They don't always start with the guitar, but that one did. Yeah, I just kind of sit on my couch and write like a write a guitar part, uh i I try to get like as much of the whole song done on guitar as i can just so like when i actually go to the computer to record it there's enough there where it's not like there's like you know 15 seconds and it's like okay i did that now i can go do something else and then it kind of like just gets lost and you might never finish it so if i can get like the whole thing in my head then i it's more likely that I'm going to actually finish it. That's that's a that's a big problem, actually, just like finishing a song, even when it's good, it's, it's hard to like just actually do it to completion.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with this one, you, it would easily have, you know, you could have written, written that intro riff that, that we'll hear and then been like, that's cool. Yeah. And then three months later, you know, you, you kind of forget about it, open up Logic. You're like, oh, what's that session? Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, I forgot about that one. So you almost yeah. put up this yeah. scaffolding for yourself just to be like, okay, I've got it locked in now
1: exactly yeah the whole thing is there all I have to do is just fill in the other parts and kind of when I'm like when I'm writing the the guitar the kind of the bass personality kind of like or no sorry the drum personality kind of flicks on so I feel like I'm always just kind of hearing drum parts like while I'm playing or even like even like right now I kind of hear a drum part going on it's just kind of built into me so that that comes pretty easily so I can yeah, I'll, I'll write the guitar part, and then the first thing I usually do when I actually go to record it is I'll program the whole drum track, and I'll do MIDI drums. I, I feel guilty about it. I'm a, I'm a drummer who, who uses fake drums in his music, whatever. Sue me. But it just sounds way better. It's way easier to do. You don't need to buy, like, $1,000 worth of mics.
0: So I think because you play drums, though, and you actually know how to, how to move about it, um, you can really get that. The essence of it being real with the different you know quantizing and how strong certain hits should be and the velocity of them and all those certain parts
1: yeah and i'm not using like drum loops i'm not like going opening up a library full of drum loops on on garage and just being like oh that's a good song right there it's i like go in and program each individual like snare or kick hit it takes it takes a super long time but it, you get a way better outcome that way
0: because man you go into a studio to track drums for four hours you're, you know, lucky if you're going to get them all done and you need to do two or three days. Uh, we're talking easily, easily 800 bucks to a thousand bucks just to record those tracks.
1: But this way it's like, uh, yeah, this way it's, you can easily go in and like, if you, if you mess up a part or if you think, oh man, I wish I made that fill just like a little bit different. You don't have to get back on the chair, get the mic set up. You can just like click and drag and then there you go. You can, you can like humanize your, your MIDI drums to kind of sound like a little bit off and more like an actual person play it, but it's never like quite as good as an actual drummer playing it. So yeah, I would prefer MIDI versus real drums. I would definitely prefer real drums for sure. Just got like, you can get more like feel and stuff into it. I don't know if I did it with this one, but I'll often like, like when I'm, writing a part on guitar and then I think of the drums I'll go I'll like record that part on guitar just like on my phone and then play to it on the drums just to see like how what I'm thinking of is going to translate because sometimes what you're thinking of if you just go right ahead and program it's just going to be like off and like robotic and not not dynamic and stuff like that so it's good to like actually play through it and be like okay this this should build more here this needs to be different here and then record that and then I'll kind of just copy that by tapping (laughs) tapping keys on my keyboard and (laughs) and just programming it like midi all
0: right man well i kind of want to check out this tune um it's called for you it's not out yet none of your stuff is actually officially out yet so thank you for for blessing us with a little treat a little taste of it
1: (laughs) no problem no problem
0: and this main guitar line that's the one you said sort of like started the whole concept of the tune
1: that's when i was like i want to write a song that ryan gosling would jam to and then i wrote that (laughs) that part on guitar and i was like yeah i think he i think he digs this it's too bad i can't ask him but i think he i think ryan's pretty down with this
0: all right ryan so this is uh for you (laughs) for you (laughs) all right let's check this one out I hope I hope you release some of these I I don't want to rush you into releasing them but I, I can't wait you have so many good ones and I can't wait for them to to uh, yeah you
1: probably should try to pressure me into it I've been saying soon for like probably two and a half years now
0: <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep I'll keep picking away getting you to put them out but honestly man that one sounds awesome and I, I think you should definitely put them out it, I think it sounds super polished I can't believe that it's one person you know not only behind all the instrumentation but also behind the mixing and, you know, the layering and everything, literally everything about that song was, yeah, yeah it's really, really cool. Um, so I think I think one of the important things, like if I were listening, I would want to know if you had any um, kind of gems of the YouTube universe. Um, okay,
1: I'll start with that. So there's a guy called Uncle Big Cat, I think his name is, and his channel's, it's called like Kush After Hours or something like that and he's like he wears like he's got like long flowing like salt and pepper hair and he wears like a choker necklace and he's like (laughs) welcome to kush after hours And it's just like super smooth and yeah but he's got some really good uh really good pointers and he's definitely helped me a lot
0: what uh does he do it in
1: uh he he he's good like that he doesn't really he doesn't even show anything on the screen it's just him sitting there with his choker on like talking he kind of just like he doesn't get too technical he just kind of like explains things in a way that's like makes you think differently about how you are gonna go about things so it's maybe not like the best like beginners thing but it's like once you kind of know what you're doing it just sort of steers you in different directions that you might not have thought of before mm-hmm. but um, if you're a beginner I just like basically what I did was I didn't like start with a big tutorial or anything like that I just kind of got right into it and once I hit a roadblock I would Google or YouTube that exact thing that I'm having trouble with and then figure that out.
0: Why isn't my mic recording?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you could start there. <laughs> well, honestly, I started off like just using a lot of the logic presets. That actually goes a long way. And that kind of that'll show you what you kind of need to aim for until you until you sort of figure it out more and like know what to do. And the so, presets,
0: you mean like just the, like when you go to an EQ, you pick pop vocal or rock vocal or something like that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Right. You can even pick like guitar tones and stuff. So I, I still just use like most of the time, I kind of lately I like to shape my own guitar tones cause I just DI everything. I don't, I don't even, I don't even own a guitar amp actually. I just <laughs> DI and just yeah, figure yeah. it out on the, on the DAW. But, um. Yeah, you can do preset guitar tones and then just like switch from there. That's that's a really good way like if you're stuck you're know, like your your song doesn't sound good. It just sounds flat and bland. Just mm-hmm. just try the presets that Logic or GarageBand has. It's not it's not a bad thing. It don't feel don't feel guilty like you're just doing what everybody else does cuz I feel like a lot of like even like high end like professionals still do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, if it sounds good, so, it sounds good. If it works, it, it works. Yeah. Don't overthink yeah. it. Yeah
1: um so when you're watching youtube videos you're gonna find a lot of them that are just trying to sell their plugin it'll be like you want your song to sound good do what we do and it's like you fire up this plugin for only fucking 99 99 99 and then yeah so watch out for that you don't really need to go crazy with the plugins until you know what you're doing i i still don't really know what i'm doing i don't i don't really buy plugins i just use Like the built-in logic ones. I don't know what die you guys are using, but a logic, the logic built-in ones are great. That's all you really need for most things. You don't, you don't really need like a, like for me, I'm not like a super like gearhead. I think the Scarlet.
0: uh, I can't remember all of it. The the red one, the red interface. Yeah, that's that's the one everyone. Starting point.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I I hear that's that's like. It's not too expensive. It's like maybe 150 bucks, 200 bucks, or something like that. I don't use the Scarlet though. I use, uh, I think I bought it like a long time ago, maybe before that was like popular. But uh, what do you have
0: now? Do you know what it's called now? What do you have? Yeah,
1: now? I'm lo- I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's uh, a Steinberg uh, UR22 MK2. So Austin recommended that to me. Shout out Austin Nolan. You're the man.
0: Legend. He knows everything. Absolutely. You have any questions? Message Austin. (laughs) Yeah. Questions about anything. The Long and McQuaid legend. The guru. Yeah, he is a guru.
1: Yeah, he recommended that to me, and I am uh, not disappointed.
0: I think it's kind of overwhelming, right? You don't know, you know, if you're kind of getting into recording, whether or not you, how long you've been playing for. Maybe you're like, you know, playing shows all the time, and you just want to get, you know, better at like recording some of your new ideas for your band, and and you guys are touring all the time. You just want to get more efficient at producing your ideas to people, or maybe you're like a singer songwriter who's trying to do your grants um, and get better at that stuff. Like there's so many applications to self recording. And I just think that it's so integral to see so many people doing the home recordings. And now, now, especially you, you find songs that, you know, like yours, yours is a bit more, what would you call the genre that? Like kind of more indie rock? Yeah.
1: That one's, yeah, that one's sort of probably like alternative, alternative indie rock, not, not super Rocky. But, yeah, yeah, alternative indie in the realm of in the realm of indie. Alternative.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll I'll fire up uh, a little bit of um some resources from some of the stuff we talked about onto the blog of this podcast. Just sort of recap what we talked about and kind of the the main things. You know, what YouTube videos you can check out. You have if you have any more for me too, just send them over and I'll I'll put them in there as well. If you think of some people you've been watching. I, well, one thing I wanted to also mention is that. All of this cool drum stuff that you do on the computer that makes it sort of easier for people to, you know, save time in a studio and save money. I know you've done it for some other artists, not just me, where you program some drums for songs. So if anybody has uh, a demo or a track they're working on where they would like Ty to maybe throw on some guitars or some drums or some bass, he can do that all from his home studio. You don't have to meet up. Um, you can kind of just send them files. Uh, and I don't know, where can people kind of reach you for that thing if they're looking for it?
1: Uh, you probably Instagram would be the best. Instagram. At Pad Ty. So P A
0: D. Is there an underscore? If I got that right.
1: There's an underscore. Okay. Yeah, it's back when a lot of people are doing underscores in their Instagram names.
0: <laughs> at At P A D underscore T Y.
1: T Y. Yep. Sweet. That's the best spot. Yeah, to catch I'd it. be glad. I'd be glad to uh, help you out. Hit me up. Thank you
0: yeah it's awesome man okay so that's where people can reach out to you and dude thanks so much for being episode one
1: well no problem my pleasure I'm glad uh, glad to be here thanks for having me on
0: That wraps up my conversation with Ty, and there it goes, episode one of Before the Tour. Thanks for listening. I hope you found something useful about this episode, Uh, maybe about home recordings, how you can approach self-recording, maybe some applications as to why it might be useful for you as a songwriter or a producer. I know it can be pretty daunting to get into the world of self-recording, but trust me, there's a ton of great applications for it and it can really help you out along the road with collaborations or just, you know, kind of flushing out the songs that you already have in your head. And if you take it a step further, like Ty, you can even start to mix and master your own songs and release them, which saves you all of the time and money of doing it in a studio and hiring other people to kind of do stuff for you. At this point, I sound a bit like a broken record, but I can't say it enough. Home recording is awesome. And if you have any questions about it, you can reach out to Ty, or you can reach out to this podcast at beforethetourpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you at episode two.